Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. Sign up for the mail-out. We're coming directly to you. The chief political rule in progressive Democrat politics is this. Never let a crisis go to waste. You heard Rahm Emanuel say that back during the Obama administration. On the first anniversary of the protests of January 6th, not the insurrection, but the protests of January 6th, President Biden and Vice President Harris didn't disappoint their far-left base where fidelity to that rule is concerned. In carefully crafted speeches meant to mark the first anniversary of the protests, both Biden and Harris pivoted from the main reason for their appearances to demand that the Senate pass legislation to co-opt U.S. federal elections to federal purview. Fear-mongering, which has really become the only tool in the Biden-Harris political quiver. Fear-mongering, they both declared that a failure to steal federal election purview from the states through legislation would put the future of American democracy at stake. Harris citing the January 6th protests as evidence of how fragile American democracy has become, claimed the protesters were trying to overthrow democracy. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001 and January 6, 2021. What the extremists who roamed these halls targeted, what they sought to degrade and destroy, what they were assaulting were the institutions, the values, the ideals that generations of Americans have marched, picketed, and shed blood to establish and defend. On January 6th, we all saw what our nation would look like if the forces who seek to dismantle our democracy are successful. The lawlessness, the violence, the chaos. What was at stake then and now is the right to have our future decided the way the Constitution prescribes it by we, 
the people. We cannot let our future be decided by those bent on silencing our voices, overturning our votes, and peddling lies and misinformation by some radical faction that may be newly resurgent, but whose roots run old and deep. The fragility of democracy is this, that if we are not vigilant, if we do not defend it, democracy simply will not stand. It will falter and fail. The violent assault that took place here, the very fact of how close we came to an election overturned, that reflects the fragility of democracy. Here in this very building, a decision will be made about whether we uphold the right to vote and ensure free and fair elections. Let's be clear. We must pass the voting rights bills that are now before the Senate. Biden was less direct about advocating for the election legislation, although he didn't shy away from politicizing the anniversary, which they are so determined to make an anniversary. One year ago today, in this sacred place, democracy was attacked, simply attacked. The Constitution, our Constitution, faced the gravest of threats. For the first time in our history, a president had not just lost an election, he tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power as a violent mob breached the Capitol. And on this day of remembrance, we must make sure that such attack never, never happens again. Here is the God's truth about January 6, 2021. A mob breaking windows, kicking in doors, rioters menace these halls, threatening the life of the Speaker of the House, literally erecting gallows to hang the Vice President of the United States of America. What did we not see? We didn't see a former president who had just rallied the mob to attack, sitting in the private dining room off the Oval Office in the White House, watching it all on television and doing nothing for hours the nation's capital under siege. This was an armed insurrection. They weren't looking to uphold a free and fair election. They were looking to overturn one. They were looking to save the cause of America. And here's the truth. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle because he sees his own interest as more important than his country's interest, than America's interest. And because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our constitution, he can't accept he lost. He lost. The big lie being told by the former president and many Republicans who fear his wrath is that the insurrection in this country actually took place on election day, November 3rd, 2020. Former presidential supporters are trying to rewrite history. They want you to see election day as the day of insurrection. And the riot that took place here on January 6th as a true expression of the will of the people. Can you think of a more twisted way to look at this country, to look at America? Right now, in state after state, new laws are being written, not to protect the vote, but to deny it. Not only to suppress the vote, but to subvert it. Not to strengthen and protect our democracy, But because the former president lost, the former president and his supporters have decided the only way for them to win 
is to suppress your vote and subvert our elections. It's wrong. It's undemocratic. And frankly, it's un-American. It needs to be made clear, crystal clear, that the only insurrection that took place on January 6th, 2021, was the usurpation of the Electoral College process of objecting to the elector vote certification under the Electoral Count Act of 1887. The abandonment of that process, which is constitutionally legislated, was the only act of insurrection that took place that fateful day and was perpetrated by those in control of the House floor at the time. What took place on the Capitol complex grounds that day was a legitimate protest that turned chaotic and in some instances violent. The use of deadly force executed only at the hand of Capitol Hill Police Department Lieutenant Michael Byrd, who shot Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed U.S. Air Force veteran. Again, to be crystal clear, violent protest is never the answer to contested governmental action in a civilized society unless the government being protested has turned despotic, tyrannical, and against the U.S. Constitution. But as corrupt as Washington politics has become, the constitutional and codified process of objecting to the seated electors to the Electoral College was playing out on the floor of the Capitol, right up until those in control of the House floor suspended operations because they needed to DD from the floor. Article 2, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution states, Each state shall appoint, in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct, a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in the Congress. This squarely puts the manner of seating electors at the state legislatures. Continuing on to explain the application of the Electoral Count Act of 1887, the law allows Congress to reject the votes of electors to the Electoral College for, and I quote, specific defects such as ministerial error, if an elector or candidate are ineligible for office, or if the Electoral College votes were not regularly given. And by that, it means if it deviated from the codified and legislated process outlined by each of the state's legislatures, not executive branches. The objections to the seating of the electors from several states was prompted by both direct requests from those states' legislative leaders and the usurpation of the legislated manner of elector certification codified in each of those states. These Electoral College objections were the last legitimate challenge to an election that many believe was corrupted under the loose voting processes instituted to facilitate voting through the COVID pandemic. Remember the rule, never let a crisis go to waste. Because the events of the day were politicized, we may never know the identities of the people who ginned up the violence or for whom they worked. But the multitude of questions surrounding the violence of the protest, prompted by the litany of readily available information to include video from inside the Capitol building, remain valid. As Congress itself refused to seat an official congressional panel to examine the events of that day, 
And as the Capitol Hill Police, District of Columbia Police, and the Department of Justice still have open investigations into the matter, the unilateral seating of the January 6th quote-unquote commission by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was both irresponsible and an act of overt political opportunism. The commission never should have been seated and must if we are going to be honest with ourselves in a time when honesty is paramount, be seen as partisan and illegitimate. That said, two things are perfectly clear, or crystal clear. First, the true insurrection, if in fact one occurred, was in the cessation of the legitimate process of objecting to the votes of the electors from the states whose voting protocol was usurped unconstitutionally. Given that the far left and tacticians from the National Democrat Party routinely use bright, shiny things to distract the public from what they're really trying to achieve, the theory that the chaos and violence of that day were manufactured should be legitimately considered. But more importantly, it's critical that every American recognize the power grab attempt that is the co-opting of federal election purview by the power-hungry politicians in Washington from the states. This is what the election law Biden and Harris were pushing in their speeches is, an unconstitutional power grab. And Biden and Harris and their fascist handlers were hoping to manipulate the public emotionally into supporting that effort. Beware H.R. 1 and H.R. 4. They cannot pass unless we are to allow our nation to fall to the Marxist fascism of central planning, where the individual state governments are completely cuckolded to the federal government, we must simply draw the line at allowing the ambitious of power to completely destroy the form of government our framers actually created. We must make sure that H.R. 1 and H.R. 4 are defeated, roundly, and with prejudice. The left has already done enough damage in passing the 17th Amendment in the quest to hobble the states into subservience to the all-power federal government. In fact, it's time for the states to start turning that table and clawing back the power that is constitutionally theirs. I'll be right back with yesterday's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, broadcast to over 2 million people each and every night around the world on the Salem and Genesis Communications Network. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. My fellow Americans, in life there's truth. Tragically, there are lies. Lies conceived and spread for profit and power. We must be absolutely clear about what is true and what is a lie. Know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Thank you. 
And joining us right now from the UndergroundUSA.com website, that's UndergroundUSA.com, go over there and check it out, is one Frank Sabato. You know, I think it's maybe a little warmer down here. Okay, thanks, gang. I think it might be a little warmer down here than it is up there, but it's 65 degrees here right now. Well, you know, it's January, so it can be a little chilly, but uh, uh, I'm sure you're warmer than we are. Yeah, because I noticed that there's some uh, weather north of you, and you're probably getting some of the side effects of it, if nothing else. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. But then again, this is the rainy season for us, and it's going to be a little more blustery than, than where you are. So we're all right. We're nothing down with the yard. Well, you know, I I knew that somebody was going to say something along the line yesterday, either Biden or Kamala Harris or or somebody that was going to get the day going and just ruin it. And uh, when I heard Kamala say, well, we must remember December 7th, 1941, uh, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. When I heard her say September 11th, Right away, I'm thinking to myself, what the hell does she know about it? Well, they're trying to make January 6th something that is going to be cited every single year from now on. It's a manufactured day. It has it has it doesn't equal the September 7th or December 7th. It doesn't mm-hmm. equal 9/11. Mm-hmm. It doesn't equal anything. It really doesn't. Yep. It, it was a protest with so many questions surrounding it, including why the Capitol Police, who were behind the locked doors, opened them and let people in. There are so many questions still surrounding what happened on, on January 6th last, last year. Mm-hmm. And open investigations by not only the Capitol Police, but the D.C. Police and the Department of Justice. There should be no resolution to this yet. We need to understand what the what the answers are. We we need to hear what's being said in these trials of the people who were arrested. Yep, who are still being held, by the way, in many cases. Uh-huh. You know, but but nothing, nothing that that happened on that day would have been thwarted if HR one and HR four are passed like Biden and Harris, transformed the day into being about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Both of them, both of them said that in order to keep something like this from happening again, we have to pass this this election reform laws that, that we have in the Senate right now so that the federal government can co-opt federal elections from the states. Yep. How is that going to prevent anything from happening like January 6th? If anything else, it throws gasoline onto the fire. Mm-hmm. So if they want to make this about H.R. 1 and H.R. 4, let's have that discussion. Because the Constitution says point blank that electors shall be elected by the process set forth by the state legislatures. Mm-hmm. Period. And and when it comes to the presidential election, that's in cement. Mm-hmm. They, that can't be changed. They could they could 
manipulate a little bit on the clause of or Kenya and Congress might be they could circumvent this if in fact they want to pass for legislation. But it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that electors are picked by the states. So the presidential elections would never be changed. It, 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 what they're asking wouldn't change what brought January 6th to bear, which was the usurpation of, of the state's criteria for seating the electors, mm-hmm. which was the objection. So bottom line, and I've been, you and I have been saying this for almost a year now, yep. the only insurrection that took place on January 6th was preventing Congress from being able to object to the electors that were seated in five states. And those objections were, were bolstered by the state legis- leaders of the state legislatures of those states saying, you've got to object to this. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as, Jenny, as, soon as the, the, the chaos started, the people who were in control of the floor stopped the process that was constitutionally mandated mm-hmm. and, and, and codified to object to those things. All right, hold that thought. We're coming right back with more with Frank Silvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. Go over there, check it out. This is Kyle Warren, the professor of politics. There's more of the Captain's America Third Watch coming up right after this short break. Stay right there. I'm Judson Carroll, and I'm an herbalist. I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. It's available wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's a show with a conservative Christian worldview, and it's about a lot more than just herbal medicine. It's about an independent way of life, being more self-reliant, less reliant on the government, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and the supply chain. With freedom comes responsibility. Sometimes that responsibility is putting food on the table. Other times it's caring for yourself and your family with home remedies. So give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it, and it may just save your life. This is Frank Salvato from Underground USA, and you're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, heard by over 2 million people coast to coast and around the world every night. Captain, let's do it. We are going to do it, and this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Moss Nissan. You know, Moss Nissan has got several locations, and they're building a brand new one in Brooksville. I'll tell you all about that in a minute. Check them out online. That's Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan.com, with locations in Crystal River, Newport Ritchie, Nissan and Acura on Florida Avenue here in Tampa, and the all-new dealership that they're building up there on State Route 50 in Brooksville, Florida. All right, back to Frank Silvato from UndergroundUSA.com. And, uh, Mr. Frank, thank you very much for sticking around. Mr. Captain. By the way, can you uh, stick around for an extra segment? You bet. Okay, good. Uh, now, I want to talk about this thing that uh, we heard uh, was being mentioned. Remember we talked about, or they talked about, and we talked about, they were going to take the bank accounts and anything over $600 of transactions that was going to be reported to IRS. Remember all that? Yeah. Yep, and we and, and the public pushed back on it, and the Treasury said, well, okay, maybe we won't then. But guess what? They found a new way to do it. It's called third-party payment apps that must report goods and services payments of $600 or 
or more, and they're going to have a 1099 they're going to be doing it with. And this is going to go right to the Internal Revenue Service. It already started on January the 1st. Now, this new rule will infect all the main payment apps, including PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, and Google Play. Now, they floated this with, with the vaccine, okay? Federal government said, we're going to mandate this. The court slapped it down, and then they looked at the private sector and says, yeah, you really need to mandate the vaccines. So private corporations said, we're going to max- mandate the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, major corporations are saying you're fired if you don't get vaccinated. So without the force of law, the federal government got what they wanted because of a public-private partnership an initiative to achieve the goal. So it worked there. Now they said, hey, we want to know when people are, are doing over $600 and in their bank accounts. Yep. We said no. The court said no. And they looked at the private sector and said, maybe you need to have the report over $600. And all of a sudden, Venmo, PayPal, and the rest of them were saying, yeah, we're going to report this to the IRS because we've decided to do it in the private sector. Mm-hmm. Once again, Government gets what they wanted, unlegislated, because the public-private partnership is moving unlegislated mandates by the government forward. This is textbook fascism. Yeah. When you look at what happened in Italy under Mussolini and what, what started in Germany in the 1930s and morphed completely out of control under Hitler, this is fascism. Mm -hmm. You can't have the private sector forcing unlegislated government mandates onto the people because the private sector industries and government are in bed together. Mm -hmm. These industries have to pay a price, and it's got to hurt them on the bottom line. So, hey, people out there who uh, who, who do apps, entrepreneurs, Free thinkers, people who love the free market and capitalism, come up with a cash payment app, tell the government to go to hell, and everyone will come over there to use your product. Yep. You'll become a billionaire <clears throat> overnight if you do something to compete against these people who are in bed with government. You know, we are so far down the road of fascism. And they've bastardized the use of that word for decades to make sure people are benign to it, that it just doesn't mean anything to them anymore. Mm -hmm. But when the private sector mandates what government wants and Congress doesn't have to act, that's fascism. And that's where we are. It happened once before under the Wilson administration at the turn of the 20th century, and it's here again under another fascist administration that's found a way to impose its will onto the people without having to bother with Congress. Mm-hmm. We had the luxury of living in the free state of Florida, and we had the luxury of having our governor, Ron DeSantis, who has done Thank it God. again, who has done it again with a semiconductor plant to avoid uh, China and their dominance of that. He's going to uh, see to it that $10 million is set aside for a semiconductor facility, which is going to be somewhere in Osceola County. Oh, I I love it. 
And and as I've been saying for over the course of maybe about a year and a half now, it's going to come down to the governors and it's going to come down to the states. Nullification is going to eventually have to come into play here. You bet. Because when the when the federal government can do what they're doing with with PayPal and Venmo and the vaccines and the mandates and usurping Congress and not giving a damn about the constitutionality of what they're doing, the governors are the last line of defense. And people like Ron DeSantis, they're going to lead the way down down the path where we put up the barricade so the federal government can't come and expunge your freedom. All right, Eric, uh, I think this is Eric in Tennessee. Eric, what's on your mind? Yeah, Roger. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, taking my call, sir, real, real quick. I think uh, Frank Salvato is um, hitting on one of the key points regarding uh, the fascism aspect and how the mandates within uh, pre-war Germany, pre-World War II Germany, was right. actually facilitated by the private sector enacting um how should I say, uh, government mandates. And here's, here's another thing, and I, I find it uh, maybe a synchronistic um, idea. It, January 6th, yesterday, a year mm-hmm. ago, is more closely related to the burning of the Reichstag than people care to admit. The Reichstag was, you know, people have said, you know, the quote, false flag, where the Nazi Party, the National Socialist Party of Germany, blamed it on the communists, for burning the Reichstag, and that helped them solidify power and mm. uh, dictate within the public populace to turn against, you know, their... their okay, well, you've only got about 20 country. seconds, Eric. Yeah, Roger, I just, I just want to put that out there. People really need to look in, back in the history in Reichstag, because those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Thanks, sir, and I simplify. All right, thank you, and you take care, and that's Eric in uh, East Tennessee. Okay, um, we've only got about maybe 10, 15 seconds. We're going to be going to break, hard break here. You're going to stick around. But uh, we, we definitely are going to be talking more about uh, the conversation that you were having. You just heard what Eric said, which is a little bit off topic, but uh, we could make a comment well, about it if you'd like. When you get into the fascism thing, you have to kind of, you have to look at that history. Mm-hmm. Okay, because fascists are deceptive. That's why they need the private sector to do their bidding. Okay, them. hold that thought. Folks, we're coming right back with Frank Salvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. It's 2 o'clock in the morning and news breaks. When you need to know, the place to go from 2 to 6 a.m. is the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. I'll see you there. AM 930, The Answer. All right, back to Frank Silvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. And he has a podcast over there you need to go check out too, right, Frank? Absolutely. That's the the, uh, onus of what we're doing now, but... I just can't get away from writing every day. Just can't do it. Well, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. So come come on over and sign up for the newsletter. We're coming straight into your inbox every every time there's something new. It's free. It doesn't cost you nothing. If you want to drop a couple of shekels to help the cause, always always uh, always appreciated, but not mandated because we don't do mandates. Yeah, and uh, George Scott Prodders chiming in saying hello, and he also said everybody should. 
drop Venmo and PayPal. Well, that's two of the four, but that's okay. I, yeah. I got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a few there's a few coming out. I know there was one that was that was looking at cryptocurrencies that was free market that wasn't going to going to do that. It's still, I believe, it's brand new, but it's it's still in a beta. But uh, like I said in in the first segment or the second in the beginning of the second segment, entrepreneurs. If you're code writers and and you've got some capital to put into something, this is something that will make you a billionaire in a very short period of time. Put together a payment system mm-hmm. based on the same thing that PayPal or Venmo is. You know, the technology is not is that super secret. Figure it out, jump through the hoops, and don't kowtow to government pressure to report, report, report. You know, like the SS is coming into saying, that's your papas. Mm-hmm. You know, you people will flock to you, and they will drop the other ones, and you it'll be very profitable. You'll love the, the way the free market makes you very, very wealthy. Give it a shot. Uh, well, yeah, that would be the plan. I'm trying to find out all the different names that they had here. Let's see here. Where is this? PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Zelle. Google Pay were the ones they mentioned. Well, yeah. and you know, I, I know Facebook has a has a money app too. You know, they're going to be cooperating with the federal government. Mm-hmm. You know, so so, <laughs> come on, free market people, don't just sit there. Get up and do. Get now, up and do. Now, uh, CNN has had a very rough road to hoe since Donald Trump left, being. Uh, the president, and they really haven't had much of an audience because their claim to fame was they were going after Trump all the time, so they had people watching them, and they were at one time number two or number three uh, in the scheme of things. I just saw their rating for the fourth quarter, their their numerical rating for the fourth quarter. Um, they averaged uh, some uh, 642,000 uh, viewers at the peak, and they were number 17 in the scheme of things. That's just the the word there is pathetic. Yep, it, that's that's pathetic, especially when you think back to the '80s when cable news first started exploding onto the scene. They were it. At, at the end, of, they they were it. They were the benchmark. Mm-hmm. They were global, and they were it. Mm-hmm. And and now six hundred thousand. No, boy, I bet you, I bet you, Chris Wallace is real happy he went over there, huh? Well, he's uh, he's on the streaming side, I guess. Yeah, and then that that's not getting any six hundred thousand. No, no, streaming is a whole lot different ball game than the the table to or cable television. All right, um, you know when you when you sit here and you look at all this stuff that's going on, we this week and I and I haven't had a chance to mention this with you or to you because uh, it happened after you and I talked on Monday. We've had two attempts by someone flying drones into Iraq, probably the Iranians, loaded with uh, explosives to try to go after our military at the Iraqi um, airport, the international airport. And uh, they've been shot down both times. They've shot down four drones so far. The Iraqis are 4-0 and on that, on that point. But they also um, went after some Katusha rocket sites, our people, uh, in Syria and took them out as well. And they were all pretty much pointed 
at our uh, base where we're located over there in Syria. So they're coming after us. We seem to know what's going on. Uh, the intel has been good so far, but what happens when it's not? Well, it's a recipe for disaster. And, and yes, all fingers point point to Iran. Yes. They're starting to saber-rattle about wanting retribution for Soleimani. Yes. And and they will, they want, they're going as far as to say they want to prosecute people internationally yeah. for the assassination of this guy who was the Al-Quds commander and effectively a terrorist wearing a uniform. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. Iran's a, a terror nation. It was called the Butcher so, of Baghdad. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yes. It, obviously, it's Iran who's going after us, and with Biden in office, we're not going to be retaliating. And if we do, he's probably going to hit an aspirin factory. Yeah, you know. So, guys, if, if you're in if you're in the field, you know, you are in harm's way. I, I know you always understand that, but I don't. I don't know if the commander in chief has your back. Yeah, that's pathetic. I, you know, I, I totally I, agree I, with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and these these drones, you know, it's a great way to have a it, it's a it's a non human suicide bomber. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm sure that's the way they're looking at it, and expect to see a lot more of it. Yeah, you know, so if you want one more argument for for securing our border, that's one of them, because now all you need is a suitcase with a little bit of C4 and a drone. Mm-hmm. You know, could you imagine that flying into city centers? Could you imagine that flying into popular uh, populated events like stadiums, yep. concerts? Yep. You know, this uh, they always try this stuff overseas first. And if we don't have secure borders, and if we're not we're not completely alert about about diffusing terrorist threats on our soil, we're going to see that here. Yeah. Well, we, we need to get with the program real quick, and uh, we need to stay with the program. We can't let our guard down at all, and that border needs to be secure. Now, I did hear uh, someone that's running for governor in Arizona, not the current governor, but somebody that's running for governor uh, on the Republican side. His One of his platform points is to finish the wall in Arizona so that they can't keep sneaking around the wall. Yeah, and then we also have to advance our technology to be able to collapse the tunnels that come underneath the border. Correct. The walls, the the wall is one part. The tunnels are another. And then mm-hmm. we have to get very serious about our technology and how to circumvent like the drones that the Iranians are flying. We, we've got to be on top of this. We need to be cutting edge, the tip of the spear. And right now we're not. We're very complacent. We are all set up. For another nine eleven, yeah, and and this should scare the hell out of everybody. And you know what you just said is absolutely true. And uh, people need to understand that we're sitting here, and we have no idea what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. But you can just feel it. Yeah, and and remember this: Bin Laden's goal was not to slaughter as many Americans as possible. That was a that was a a bonus for him when he hit the towers. It was to disrupt the economic system in the United States to cause mass chaos. And with his, with mm-hmm. the supply chain problems and the way the economy is being handled mm-hmm. now, we're set up for it. All right. Time for me to go. I'll talk to you on Monday. Stay warm. 
<laughs> Hello, my friend. All right, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com, UndergroundUSA.com. I'll be right back. You found it, the most listened-to radio program in the overnights, the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Lock it in and join the Captain's Army. Make sure to go to undergroundusa.com. Sign up for our newsletter. It is coming directly to you every time there is new product produced, whether it's a podcast or an article or a recommendation for a critical book that you need to either listen to or read. As we move forward into this election cycle and the presidential election cycle of 2024, we're going to have to find alternative methods to be able to communicate with you because Google and the social media giants will not allow us to actually say the truth without being censored. So sign up. Give it a shot. You won't be disappointed. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. (laughs) 